Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the millions of jobs that we do as early years practitioners because we all know that we're not just an early years practitioner. We're also a professional singer. Oh, I love that. That's true. What's your favourite nursery rhyme to sing with the children? Uh, I like ones that they, like had the most actions. Like Our children always got most involved with winding the bobbing up and stuff because they actually was like jumping around and doing all the actions with it. I used to love wine and buffing up. I think probably for the same reasons. You always used to see the babies just sort of like putting their hands together as if they're trying to wind it up, bless yeah. them. What about in preschool, Charlotte? Oh, we used to sing loads. I mean, we used to have some that we'd made up as a nursery, so they weren't particularly like the classic ones. They were ones that someone had just made up and then we used to sing them. We used to have a please and thank you song that we someone made up and we used to sing didn't really work because they still didn't use their manners after they sang it <laughs> are you gonna sing an example for us um maybe on the next podcast episode you might get a surprise <laughs> um song from me but no not one my vocals up for this one did you guys have to sing well I say have to sing did you guys sing I had a little turtle his name was tiny Tim. yeah oh my god they used to love it yeah did you always have that one child as well that like took it really seriously and like really sung their heart out and then all of you was were like looking at them a bit like who is this person <laughs> there's always that one child that you knew like gonna be a drama or something when they grew up because they'd have to go for it and the other one in the last toddler room i worked at was twinkle twinkle chocolate bar see ours didn't like that they never requested it. They knew it, but they never requested it. They always went for Tiny Turtle because it was um, one of my colleagues' favourites. So they'd be like, so what song are we singing? And we'd be like, Tiny Turtle. And we'd be like, whose favourite song is it? And they'd just shout out her name and then like they'd all proper go for it, bless them. I used to have children like scared of certain songs, so we couldn't sing them. <laughs> like what? Like we had a little girl and she was scared of... Actually, it was Wind the Bobbing Up. She didn't like it because of the action, the sounds of the claps. It scared her, so she would, like, cry her eyes out. And her mum was like, can you please not sing that song? She doesn't like it. So we had to wait till she wasn't in and then sing it. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, the children would cotton on and be like, oh, we can't sing that because so-and-so's in today. Like, no, we can't. Okay, what about another one? So I'm not just an early years practitioner. I'm also a... Professional therapist (laughs) for the children's drama that you would have to... um, deal with every day I mean some of it was hilarious I will admit but yeah they would come to you with troubles of the day and you would have to sit and listen to them and pretend that it was really really exciting Mm -hmm. and deep that what was going on and offer them some advice which they never took they'd always do what the opposite of what you told them to do but yeah I used to feel like a bit of a therapist when the problem was just blah blah took my toy yeah yeah I feel like you probably had it more in preschool Charlotte like they actually had like a few more issues whereas with like in toddlers it was just like yeah they're not sharing I used to get like I'm not on a big chair so-and-so's on a big chair and I'm on a small chair I'm like the chairs are the same size (laughs) nobody is on a chair any bigger than anybody else and then they'd like refuse to sit on certain chairs that's like a concern throughout your whole childhood though because the year six children got to sit on benches at the back of assembly and that felt like the biggest deal and when I was at secondary school you were really cool if you got to sit at the back of the bus 
So I don't feel like that chair drama ever really stops. No, it just gets, just carries on through. (laughs) When you first said about the therapist, I wasn't sure if you were going to go for the children. Oh, the adults. Yeah. (laughs) Parents, yeah, like a counsellor for the parents as well. I mean, I used to get parents like, oh, so what do you do with your children? And I'd just be still like, oh, I don't have any. And they'd be like, oh, how old are you? And I'd be like, I don't... 20 whatever and they're like oh you don't have kids yet I'd be like no <laughs> it's like they're trying to like give you therapy for not having, yeah, yeah. having children um but yeah the parents were probably just as bad sometimes as the children and I was thinking the practitioners yeah. I just think because you all work so closely in a nursery and there's so much going on there's always a problem somewhere whether it's between practitioners yeah or there's just something like someone's unhappy because mm. someone's then I feel like you could like put the world to rights sometime and you could just express something and everyone would be like, yeah, yeah. And then you just have like a big debate about something. In the staff room on your lunch break, everyone with tea, coffee, yeah. their lunches. See, our housekeeper used to get it all. She was like the biggest therapist. Like if you had like an issue, you'd just go into her little kitchen and you'd just go and rant to her about everything and she'd take it all on board. Like she was the nursery therapist. Do you know what? That's such a good point. So the chef at all of my nurseries was exactly the yeah. same, actually. They get like everyone's information. Like everyone goes to them. Yeah. So they literally are the like holders of all the gossip and all everyone's problems. It's probably because they're not in any of the rooms, really. So they're probably not seeing this one who's gonna like get involved but obviously they're in the kitchen rubbing their hands laughing at all of us (laughs) with our like ridiculous problems (laughs) we're just going in being like i've had to change another five (laughs) nappies this in the like last 20 minutes and they're just like "Ah." um okay i've got another one so i'm not just an early years practitioner i'm also a professional athlete because i'm thinking you spend your whole time either running around after children as they're like running around the garden, running around the room, or having to spend your time like lifting up these heavy weights as you put them onto the changing mat or into their cots. So you're probably coming out the day with a sore back, right? I used to pick the what you know the wooden planks up that you used to make like bridges for them to walk over or some mm-hmm. sort of construction thing. And you used to pick them up sometimes and be like, whoa, <laughs> arm day. Because <laughs> yeah. they were really heavy. And then I'd be carrying it on my own. And then the children would try help, like grabbing it at the end. We used to have a really big tyre as well. And then we had to move that sometimes to where oh, we wanted that it. That would be heavy. So it was like world's strongest man outside, like lifting these big tyres <laughs> up and throwing them around. At one of my nurseries, they had a four-man, man's the wrong word, like a four-child <laughs> buggy. And I used to call that the tank. And we used to go out on trips to the local park, but it was up a massive hill. So you would have to like sort of plot really carefully who was going in the buggy because you'd have to pick the lightest children. Like you said, like world's strongest man trying to get that buggy up the hill. And then when you're going down the hill, leaning back with it so it doesn't just run off into the road. Were you the practitioner that had to have the pram, Katie? I wasn't that often, actually, because I used to be just a lot weaker than I am now. So (laughs) it was always someone else. So I'm not just an early years practitioner, I'm also a... Human tissue. Oh, disgusting. You are, though. <laughs> you come home and you're covered in snot, messy play. Sometimes you will look at it and you don't even want to know what it is. <laughs> what is this suspicious yeah. liquid? <laughs> no, but even to the point where children come up to you and like purposely wipe their nose on you. like I've had that numerous times where they think it's funny to just, whilst you're sat on the floor playing with them, bend down and wipe their nose on your leg. I'm like, what are you doing? There's a tissue box right there. <laughs> 
Did you ever have it? I don't know how much you guys ended up working in baby rooms, but you'd have the super little ones that were clearly breastfeeding at home and you'd be like cradling them in your chest and then you'd move it away and you would have a ring where they've tried to (laughs) breastfeed on you and you're like that's that's not gonna happen here pal (laughs) Mm. preschool children I think because they're curious they're so much grosser with what they will do like I had a little Mm. boy once and he was sick on his snack and then he ate his snack Like, so but it was like he didn't even acknowledge the fact he'd been sick. He just carried on eating his snack. And I was like, you need to come get cleaned up. What are you doing? <laughs> He's like, but my biscuit. And I'm like, it's covered in sick. Put it down. Nobody's going to want to listen to our podcast anymore after hearing all the grims <laughs> we reveal. I know last week was like, would you rather have blood or sick? That's how you know you work in early years. You can't steer off the topic of like poo, sick blood for Mm. that long i'm not just an early years practitioner i'm also a professional actor taking the role play very seriously especially with like the dressing up i do feel like you would definitely be that practitioner charlotte actually if you don't dress up you're not playing the part so you're not in it (laughs) get your dressing up clothes on we all had parts we all had lines (laughs) see mine was i was always in the hairdresser's seat they'd be like can i do your hair and i'd be like just don't pull at it and you'll be all right. But like they were there with these wooden straighteners mm. trying to like clip onto my hair, like yanking it out. And I'm like, ow, ow. They're like, you okay? No, you're pulling we my hair out. put a roller out of someone's hair once. Oh my God. Because they twisted it round that many times you couldn't get it out. And she had like Afro hair. So it was like, couldn't get it out. So we had to cut her hair to get it. Was it a child? No, the staff member. <laughs> the staff <gasps> member, not the child. I would have actually cried if it was a child. I'm going to say if you had to do that. P- conversation with parents. I'm not just an early years practitioner. I'm also a detective. And I was thinking along the lines of you're constantly on the hunt for something. So always like there's one glove missing or you found an odd sock or at the end of the day, you can't find a child's tiny piece of lego that they've brought from home or hats gloves scarves now we're getting to winter oh my gosh where's my hat gone did you not put it in your bag did you not put it on your peg i don't know where it's gone one time i had a parent come into nursery the morning that their child wasn't in to drop something off that they'd found so i was expecting a sock a jumper something like that and she gave me a she gave me a bag of rocks and she was like oh I think you bought these home from forest school and I was like oh okay well we hadn't noticed but thank you <laughs> did you go chuck them back in the garden yeah I did because I didn't know what else to do with them I was like weirdly we hadn't noticed hadn't been a problem wasn't going to go accusing them of stealing them we had a little uh, little boy who we had to check his pockets before he went home every day because he was like renowned for like putting toys in his pockets so we're like have you got anything of nurseries while she's going home and like um maybe and like yeah hand it over like little magpies weren't they like collecting things and then like used to stuff things in the socks and in the like underpants and stuff and i'd be like is it that extreme that you need to put it in your underpants preschool is such a different world honestly I'm not just an early years practitioner, I'm also a... Cook, because the amount of times I would get put in the kitchen. Oh, I never got put in the kitchen. And hate it because of all the dietaries, and this child can't have this, and this child can't have that, and all the coloured plates, and all the timings. Oh, I just, I just... 
couldn't do it and I used to get really stressed. <laughs> Being in the kitchen was my least favourite thing to do. See, I asked to go in the kitchen like when I like I asked can I go in because everyone else was having a turn and they were like oh no someone else will do it and now I'm kind of glad I never had to do it. And I don't deal with wet food in the sink. Oh, no, no. Worst. when you put your hand in the sink ugh. Like, just scraping it into the bin when it's all mixed into one bowl. You see mm-hmm. my stomach turn and I'd be like, why am I doing this? I always felt like I had to cook on the days where the food being served was food that I don't like. So, mm-hmm. like... Fish pie. <laughs> the absolute worst. Fish pie days. No, thank you. Remember the day they came up to me and they were like, Katie, you need to do your um, food and safety hygiene certificate. And I was, I put that up <laughs> for as many months as I could because I knew it would mean I have to, have to go in the kitchen. And it did get to the point where they were like, Katie, you have to do this. This is part of your job. You have to do it. <laughs> but it was as last minute as I could make it because I just, mm. it's, it's not the role for me. And that's all we've got to say today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.